Baking pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon, huh? Put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancakes. Bacon pancakes, making bacon Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. For about an hour, we talk about guns. Uh, we've got a couple people joining us tonight. We got Cycle Camp jumping in from uh, Connecticut. Thanks for joining. Hi there, everybody. Got Dead Horse coming in from Utah. Thanks for jumping in. Howdy. Let's see. Then um, Gary jumping in from Kansas. Sorry, I'm trying to read and talk and type at the same time. Hello, hello. Tata's jumping in from Michigan. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Good. And Gunsnob from Oklahoma. Hey, thanks for the invite. I'm down here in Arizona. We've got people joining us on YouTube where we're all getting together to, to host this show live. Uh, looks like there's a couple of 20, almost 2016 people watching now. And where's Obnoxious from? Uh, Snob's wife, I'm guessing she's in Oklahoma. Got, uh, well, Gary's out there. Where's Roosted from? I should know that probably. Got Midnight, who refuses to jump over to Gun Channels, get a link, and then complains about it from Pennsylvania. Got Clover out there in Texas, who does have a link. Where's Ozzy from? Is he from Australia? Is he the one from Australia? His name is. I'm not going to say I know. So here's the deal. We were just off air getting ready for um, they could make so so Clover saying Oklahoma where the wind blows sweeping down the plains. If that's really the lyric from that. It comes, not blows. Oh, okay. But um, somebody sounds like somebody could could change the lyrics to that too. Something about something dropping down from the plains, but I'll let Matt do that on the on his show. Got Troy in Texas out there. Rob's in New York. Right on. So, um, oh, Minnesota. Why don't I, I should remember that. We don't get very many in Minnesota. Wasn't, wasn't Red Dawn Arizona? Wait, what? Well, Red Dawn was Arizona, right? No. What are we talking about? The movie or where? Yeah, was no, where the where they attacked? When that wasn't wasn't that in Arizona as part of that, or no. is that just where the set? No, it had nothing to do with Arizona. In fact, it was filmed in New Mexico, but the setting of the movie was supposed to be the Cubans uh, had flown up through New Mexico into Calumet, Colorado, and it was supposed to be the uh, the, the communists with the uh, Cubans kind of came up through the middle of the country, through the Great Plains, and went east and west. So okay. the big no man's land in the Great Plains of so Gary and Snob were all taken out, and then they pushed their way out. I don't know if that makes any sense strategically or not, but that's how they ended up with uh, the kids in Colorado being in the middle of it all. They were behind enemy lanes on all sides because they had, you know, if you look at Colorado, it's plains on the east and 
uh, mountains on the west, sort of. So when the communists came in, they went up, they hightailed it up into the mountains. So that meant they had, well, I don't know what, I guess, dead horse on U in Utah on one side. And then they had uh, communists coming up from the plains on the east side. But anyway, Calumet, Colorado doesn't really exist. Um, right. It's a big town, but it was filmed in Las Vegas, New Mexico. So, so then you would change the song to Colorado, where the reds come jumping from the plains. See what I mean? Oh, okay. Sorry. Long way to uh, explain all that. But no, I was actually getting a little joke they got going with uh, 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 Peanut with uh, Oklahoma dropping stuff out of planes. All right. Well, that was a reference to Mass Joe, and he doesn't, we don't need to reference his show. So, um, Gun Gal's out there saying, hey, y'all. Say hello in Texas. Um, yeah, Bruce's heading over to Gun Channel. It's great. So anyway, I was, I was we were over on Gun Channel, or we were in the off-air chat getting ready for the show, and I was looking at member numbers. We're gonna need those for an upcoming project because we've got our 50 year anniversary coming up. So I was gonna offer for the people that are on the Gun Channel side, and who ask, I don't know, the first five people, I'll uh, look up your member number for you so you can uh, know where you're at in the Gun Channels member numbers. So do you guys, if you want to make them known, you guys want to do some sort of a guess my member number type of thing? Not in the schedule, but we're going to do it anyway. I don't care if you guys want to do it. So people that are listening, you can who in this chat, you guys can help me figure this out because we just posted the numbers in there, but who in this chat has been on gun channels the longest? We got Cycle Camp, we got Dead Horse, we got Gary, we got Taters, and Gun Snob. Don't count me. So out of those five, who has been on Gun Channels the longest? It's a mini tactical quiz. So we're not taking questions from the gun or from the YouTube side. Uh, Steven's saying he's uh, member number 500. I don't know if that's true or not. If it is, that's cool. I have looked people's numbers up before for him. Uh, Roosted, you have two of them in here, so I wonder which one you're using. They're saying Cycle Camp, and Steven is saying Dead Horse. Do you guys see anything? On, is anybody watching the YouTube side? No, I'm watching the DGS side because that's the cool side. So that's right, Ozzy in Illinois. I forgot from early watch, Ozzy was always giving us info on the uh, uh, sanctuary counties there. Uh, Clover said his member number is BR549. So. Oh, obnoxious, obnoxious says his is 8675309. <laughs> All very, very good. Well, we're looking to see who's been on gun channels the longest out of because there's about to be more people jumping in. So out of Cycle, out of Dead Horse, Gary, Taters, and Snob. So how can we give them some clues? Who's the most recent? Would you raise your hand? Who would be the most recent? Can you see me raising my hand? So, <laughs> <laughs> So Roosted, I don't know which you're going to, the one that's uses at Gmail, right, is 5850. So Roosted, you're, I'm assuming that's your one you're using, the one at Gmail. 
that's 5850. Well, Midnight's just jumped in, so we'll check out his. Or have I already told you your uh, member number? He'll jump in here, you just won't communicate with us. So midnight range is 5571. Wow, he's right after yeah, me. I figured I was, yeah, I figured I was probably in the mid 5000s. It wasn't, it wasn't all that long ago. So you guys are what, about a year or something? Uh, uh, yeah. In June, yeah. Yeah, right around. Because my, my, I did my first video at the end of July. So it was, yeah, right around there. That's pretty cool. So they're saying dead horse. I don't even remember anymore from looking. Yeah, it's definitely dead horse by a mile. So who is was uh, Clover the first one to know that? Stephen was, I think. Stephen on gun channels. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Stephen, he got it. Probably was asking his number. Number is sixty-one fifty-one. That's pretty easy to remember. Sixty-one fifty. Slim on the gun on the YouTube side is asking. Of course, he doesn't know. Oh, you know, easy one to remember. Also, fifty-eight eighty-five, five eight eight five. So that's pretty new. End of seventeen. I guess I can look right here. And it tells me when to sign up. Is that five? I don't know if we come up with five. And I don't know if this is interesting for anybody. Troy is interested. He got it. Anybody else asking? Roosted, I think I got you yours. Is Stephen really number 500? Slim Cowboy asked over on the YouTube side. Yes, he's 58. My number is the best number because if you're a kid, you turn it upside down and it spells the word hell. So that was always like really <laughs> cool as a kid. Right, calculator. Like spell out, they spell out boobs and hell on the calculator, right? So, <laughs> like that's my number is hell. So it's hard to forget that one. So, uh, we're gonna go down through left to right until somebody can't come up with one. Uh, cycle camp, another word you can spell on a calculator. Shell oil. Okay, dead horse. Uh. O, like O H O. Gizzard. Hey, you took mine. <laughs> yeah, there's an easy one right from that. There's another one right, in, right, not two, three states over from you. Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Midnight. Uh, so. What S O? Yeah. Yeah, that's very useful when you're having calculator fights, though, or like debates. Uh, yeah, well, when you're giving somebody a hard, they're like, you're a boopy head, and you say, so. Yeah, exactly. Or like, well, yeah, some of the other words, and then you could be like, so, so, potatoes? Ho. Oh. oh, come on. We never use that. That wasn't a thing. Hi. <laughs> but it was valid, I guess. Oh, uh, it was absolutely a thing for me. Well, I was doing I was going to say my, the next pass. Uh, snob? Bob. Oh, a nice, good one. Uh, I'm going to go with boobless. Nobody said boobless yet. That was a very long oh, one. Dang it, I remember that one. Uh, and also, you could use that one to get in a lot of trouble. So, cycle. So, less is another one you can spell. Nice. Uh, dead horse? 
you can deconstruct. Ah, shit, I ran out. I don't have any. You guys, I've... you already said hell. Yeah, you guys took and boobs and or boob. How about just boob without the S? Yeah. I don't think anybody said boobs yet or boob yet. Gizzard. Yeah. Hello. Oh yeah, I think that four three one one zero. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, midnight. Boss. Nice. Taters. Sob, like sobbing, crying, sob. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And snob. Hoss. What is it? Hoss, H-O-S-S. Yeah. And I'm going to lose because I can't think of the next one. My big one was boobless. So uh, <laughs> that's that's that was like the, uh, the, what, the hashtags or the like text abbreviations of the day. Igloo. Holy moly. Clover was really into it. How do you get a G? Four? You no. maybe had a broken calculator. Nine. Nine or a six? Probably six. No, a six is a B. If it's upside down. And a nine. nine would be. No, a six would be a G. If it was upside down. Oh, six would be a G, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah I'll give you, you that. Could one. Do, you could do lob too, like L O B, like you lob something, a ball. It's not a big one now. A whole bunch of people have no idea what we're talking about. Spell bell. <laughs> the they don't know what a calculator is. <laughs> and I think they were pretty much all 12 characters or something, right? I mean, I don't know if they were standard or not, but I think you got quite a few characters on most calculators. And then, I don't know, somewhere for me around high school, maybe, like we were allowed to have calculators. Like they finally just said, all right, you can have a calculator. And everybody had a calculator, and it was the shitty kind like your grandpa would have. It was solar almost always. And then these are words that we could write. Most of the time you had to put it upside down. And uh, you could kind of write these words out of numbers. And then you would point them at somebody and they would read it. And then they would shake their fist and then type something into their calculator and point it back at you. And that way you could have these little debates during class or something. Or use of the technology. I'm going to have to ask my kids if that's still a thing. Because I have a feeling it's not. Oh, no. Can't even imagine because calculators are like on a screen. They could never even imagine what it's like to pick up a screen and turn it over, right? And and plus, we were mind-numbingly bored at the time to have to want to play with numbers on a calculator. True. Now that now all my kids have a smartphone instead of on their iPhone, so yeah, I suspect some. And then like you'd be in a car and you, yeah. And plus, we didn't have the internet to go figure out all the different words. So we, I remember it being like, oh. I just figured out a word, or you accidentally find like a word, like oh look, upside down, that's a word. So maybe that brought back memories, maybe not. It has nothing to do with the gun show, though. Well, it's kind of like a gun show. You didn't know you were looking for that, but you found it. So I guess what we're gonna do is uh, it's Wednesday, and we sort of have a schedule. Uh, best mounted vehicles in movies. So this is. I think I wrote vehicle guns just because it's easier to type than all the rest for my clickbait titles. But what I was thinking here is the best gun that's mounted to a vehicle. So not necessarily something like a tank, right? Or some other kind of cool thing that's mounted to a vehicle. And uh, I think we can do anything with uh, any kind of attachment. That's what that was just to show. Oh, I uh, thought you meant you said in the movie. So I, I actually did some research. Oh, no, no, in a movie. So, okay. yeah. Okay, all right. 
But before we do, I'm going to give people time to cook and think about that. And uh, we'll talk about our member of the day. So one of the reasons we do our show every day is so that gives us days are there if we did just the days there's like 200 something of them if you have just the weekdays so it gives us an opportunity to really uh attack a lot of different things in a series and one of them is our member of the day so we have a bunch of members on gun channels we were just talking about our member levels one of them is pink and uh, pink panther is a pretty active member of gun channels uh, some of the people might not realize pink's been around since the beginning financially supported gun channels more than I'm embarrassed to say how much Pink has supported gun channels. He is definitely one of the people that has kept it online. Uh, beyond that, he travels. So he travels with Marco, who does the, who did for a long time the gun channels uh, Instagram and now does gun channels underscore, real large uh, Instagram channel. Marco is real uh, active in going to different events and industry things, and Pink has traveled with him quite a bit been up to a trigger con in Washington, has been to SHOT Show multiple times, been to NRA multiple times, I think they've been to Big Three, the Iraqi Vet shoot together. So uh, both of them have been to a lot of places. Pink though, uh, in order to, uh, or he's, when he goes to some of those events, they like to hand out gun channels patches. So those two have bought literally hundreds, and I'm not even kidding, hundreds of dollars in gun channels patches just to hand out to people, just to have them for trade. Those two just bought those themselves and hand them out, right? That's allowed me to then buy patches at a much lower price than if I just went out and bought 100 patches out of nowhere for gun channels, right? With these guys buying hundreds of them, I can buy, you know, another 100, and it makes it way cheaper. So it actually allows the gun channels patches to be a fundraiser for gun channels. So they've, they've helped out incredibly. Beyond that, Pink has uh, ran the, the night chats. The whole concept of a live lobby is in part due to Pink and his efforts for years. Uh, there were a lot of um, scheduled shows and then sometimes after chats, but the concept of having just a lobby open that's there for people to use is really Pink's effort. And uh, he really primed the pump and got that going for literally years. So Pink is a big part of Gun Channels. Gun Channels, the way it is now, is in a lot of ways attributed uh, to Pink. So. Uh, if you see him around and he just jumps in during lunch breaks or whatever, uh, he's OG. I don't know what his number, number is. I guess we'll go look and tell everybody. But I don't know if anybody else wants to say anything about Pink. He's member number 47, if that tells you anything. 47, December 13th. Or excuse me, December 18th. So Jesus was like 42, right? Um, I don't know who 42 was. I don't wonder if they can tell that way. I'm just saying the guy's pretty old mm -hmm. from a from a hanging around point of view. Well, Gun Channel started in December, so not even a month old and Pink joined. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, Pink's a good guy. And like I said, we try to uh, pick a member each day to focus on, let people know about him. If you haven't met him before, hang out with Pink. All right, so uh, that gave us everybody some time. So best vehicle-mounted firearm, basically, in a movie. We'll go left, right, and then we'll talk. Oh, I don't have to. Then we'll talk about them after. So Cycle Camp, what do you got? In Death Race, there was a vehicle called Dreadnought, and it had many different things mounted on it, but one of the things it had mounted on it was an M1 Abrams turret with a 105 millimeter cannon main gun. So I thought that was 
pretty awesome. All right. Dead horse. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Gary Busey in the movie Eye of the Tiger from 1986. He drives a Dodge pickup truck. Um, So imagine like the truck from Simon and Simon, that TV show. Now imagine that truck with four like M60s in the back of it and four 80 millimeter grenade launchers. And uh, yeah, like that's like that's the (laughs) that's the vehicle right there. Well, mine had a lot more guns on it, but I I thought we were only talking about one gun. So, okay, then then it would have to be those like those uh, grenade launchers. Yeah, that's like cool. Eighty million grenade launchers. If any of you guys remember that movie, Eye of the Tiger, Gary Busey. I don't think I do. Uh, Gary Gizzard. Um, uh, not real sure what the gun was, but the gun that Rambo pulled off the uh, helicopter. In early Rambo. Uh, yeah, I think it was. No, in the early Rambo, it was the back of his truck. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was the M M sixty M sixty yeah. But there was a later one, two or three that he actually pulled a. It was mounted on a helicopter, and he yanked it off there. Yeah, if it's mounted in the back of a Huey, it's usually an M sixty. But uh, if it's something newer, I don't know which one you're watching, which movie you're talking about, but you know, something newer might be a saw or something, but. Usually it's something like 60. Unless you're talking like a Gatling gun or whatever, a cannon. But I don't really pick those things up. Let's see. So we'll go on to Midnight. Hmm. I was thinking in not the newest Purge, but the, the last one, they had the 18-wheelers that opened up in the back, and they had the Dylan miniguns in the back. That was pretty badass. What movie? The Purge. Oh. I always thought that was a diet movie. Well, if if you didn't like it, I guess, yeah. Uh, that'll take us to Taters. I was going to say the M60 that Rambo pulled off the truck, but... Um... How about the MG42 off that Mustang in the first Death Race movie? Okay, so two for Death Race already. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of a lot of cars in the two Death Races that had MG42s on them. That was a very popular weapon. Uh, snob? I'm going way back. I'm going with the Gatling gun out of War Wagon, off the top of the wagon. Ooh. Oh, you're talking a uh, western. Yeah. Okay. Nice. What was that all about? That was like they were getting pirated or something, so they made one that could repel borders. I'm trying to remember. They, they were. It was they were moving gold in that wagon. They built an ar- like basically an armored car out of a wagon and had a Gatling gun on the turret on top of it. But was it like because kept there was bur- like somebody kept robbing stagecoaches and that was their. No, I think it, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it was like this rancher that was real rich, and uh, I don't remember. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was during the Civil War. No, it wasn't during the Civil War. I don't think. Oh. Let me look. It was out west somewhere, and yeah, it was just to protect his gold or whatever that was in there. Well, I mean, why call it a war wagon if it wasn't the uh, wasn't about a war? Oh, 
Oh, because it was just like an armored car. That was a stagecoach. Armored stagecoach, yeah. Uh, let me see. Kirk Douglas, John Wayne. All right, so gunpowder. Uh, the gun trail side is saying the machine gun mounted to the Blackhawk in Rampage. Um... So then uh, I'm going to go with, I think Slim said it, but I don't know. I didn't know they were uh, Browning machine guns. But anyway, the James Bond, where the headlights flip down, he's got machine guns in there. I don't know. Oh, and, the, and the old Aston Martin, the old original one? I really don't remember which movie it was anymore, but it was an old, old one, yeah. One of the first dozen. It had to be for the first six even, probably. Yeah, George, George Lazenby, you know. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And I don't know why they don't put guns pointed out the front of cars. It seems like it should be more of a thing. So if you put guns on a car like that, would it be an NFA? It doesn't look like a gun and there's no trigger, no pistol grip. Oh, the gun looks like a gun. Well, it wouldn't if it's literally just some lens in your car. I wouldn't make the lens. They'd, they'd probably call it a destructive device because of the caliber. No, I'm talking like a nine millimeter gun. I'd want a nine millimeter gun, something with like, uh, well, maybe belt fed, but something uh, short barrel blowback, you know, something that'd run. Something like yeah, a, but it still it would still end up being NFA because it would be a machine gun, fully automatic. Well, that's the thing. What if you made it semi-auto and just bump, 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 bump every time you bump the button? Shot one. Well, the good news is it would only be in any other weapon then if it was semi automatic, so it'd only be $5 tax stamp. That's what I'm wondering. It would still be NFA. But... So, what if you took a Mac uh, 9mm, put it upside down with a hopper so that, you know, it had like a hopper, use some, some sort of your reloading tech to make sure the bullets all feed in there right, and then have it upside down so it's just gravity fed, and then uh, every bump of the button is one pull of the trigger. And I'm thinking. Hmm. So if nine millimeter, it's basically non-lethal. So really, you're just you know using it to. It's like a horn. You can hook it up to your horn. I'll work on getting that built this weekend. I'll let you know how it comes out. <laughs> what about the cannon mounted to Blue Thunder? I liked Blue Thunder, but I'm trying to remember. It probably had some kind of fancy gun on it, but I mostly remember the flip. Goldfinger had that car? I think it was a real James Bond. It wasn't that one you're saying. The... No, there definitely was an Aston Martin that had machine gun turrets that came out of it. I don't remember if they were in the front or the back, but uh, but uh, one of the original, the George Lazenby, one of the original uh, James Bonds had one of those. Well, in oh. the movie Cars 2, they had a, I think it was an Aston Martin Finn McMissile that had missiles that shot out the side of it. Uh, Clover saying the du dual 240s on the gunboats. He's saying Medal of Honor, but I think he means uh, Act of Valor, the movie that has real seals as the actors. And they, that's, I'm changing my vote because that's legit non bullshit. So they have a, river, a patrol boat that they have uh, their dual. Deuces on them. Well, I thought they were M2s, but um, 
whatever they are, they have belt-fed machine guns on the front of their boat, just like they do when they're, you know, assaulting a beach or something. And uh, and from what I understand in the movie, it's real seals and mostly real gear and tactics and whatnot. So they, wow. they when they filmed that scene in the movie, there's a scene where like a deuce and a half drives up to like the side of a river or kind of weird lake or whatever. And uh, these guys drive up and just shred it to pieces. If you've ever seen like a machine gun, a real machine gun, uh, destroy a bunch of sheet metal in a vehicle, it's neat. And I guess that was a legit, they just destroyed it with real ammo. So they didn't do a oh. fake movie bullshit. So if you want to check out a uh, neat scene, it's in the movie Act of Valor. Not the best the, movie, but certainly a very cool movie. The two heavy uh, the two heavy weapons on Blue Thunder was an M61 20mm Vulcan cannon and an M230 chain gun. But that was just a mock-up. It wasn't a real one. So those are the two biggies. You're probably so you're probably thinking of the Vulcan. And somebody somebody in the chat said that th th it's like the one the Apaches use now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You mean where you move your head and the cannons go with it? Yeah, yeah. The the uh, heads up not they don't call it a heads up display, they call that something else, but Yeah, where your it's it uses gyros in your helmet or something. So yeah, wherever you're looking, the cannons are looking. Yeah, pretty cool. That's got to be intimidating. Uh, Death Race, Frankenstein's Monster, or Machine Gun Joe's Ram. Both of those cars have pretty sweet guns mounted on them. I forgot about Death Race. It's been a while. Yeah, Death Race just had a, it had a plethora. So Frankenstein had uh, M134 miniguns, an MG42 slash MG3. And Machine Gun Joe had a, he had a Vulcan, he had the M61 Vulcan, and he had a Browning 1919 A4, and as well as an RPG. So that was, wow. And general re relativity, you know, I thought about talking about the Batmobile, but Batman never kills anybody, so why bother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does just, and well, I guess the new ones have more bullets i guess yeah he, he might just as well be shooting him. marshmallow fluff at those guys you know who cares from the original series depends on uh what uh timeline we're talking about which batman you mean yeah so clover just jumped in he made a good point though that we'd said five dollars for an aow that's well clover can tell yeah, that applies to transfers that have already been registered. It's two hundred bucks if you build one. So no matter who, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no matter who builds an NFA, it's always two hundred bucks, and as long, unless you're a licensed manufacturer and then you're paying, you know, licensing fees. But um, yeah, right, to transfer an AOW is a little cheaper, but it's always better to have your licensed manufacturer build your AOW, transfer it to you for five bucks, save one hundred and ninety-five dollars, literally by doing that. Yeah, probably. So, so you should probably tip them ten bucks. <laughs> there you go. Let them shoot whatever cool thing they just AOW'd for you. Right. But something like an AOWing a pistol, right? Just to be able not put a stock on it, but to be able to put a bird grip on it. You know, that's the kind of thing that maybe for an old person or something you want to do. And yeah, you save yourself 195 bucks. Yep. All right, so um that was a good discussion. That worked out better than I thought it was going to. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know where it would go if it would turn into a bunch of tanks or something. Now that think about it, that would be a very different discussion in a uh, I don't know afternoon chat with uh, knives with Pottery and um, Scott and uh, maybe Moon or if DB DB jumped in earlier. You know, it would be a different discussion, different times of day. So uh, feel free to grab any of these topics. We certainly steal them from other shows and then recycle them with different audiences because you get different conversation out of it. So death race, we've been uh, gunpowder's talking about. Uh, death race. How long before gun channels Tulsa meetups change into we meet up in Tulsa and go to the gun show, but then we go on some sort of death race or some sort of uh, cannonball run to some place? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to buy another van. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. So I it, probably, probably it, want like a four by four or something, you know. When we start doing that, do we just bring a pile of cash to Oklahoma and buy vehicles there? Or do we soup up these vehicles ahead of time, make them ultimate, and then all drive them to Oklahoma? We'd have to do it there because there'd be too much chance of us getting pulled over in all these other shitty states we'd have to drive through. So it's like. You you just do like Burt Reynolds and uh, uh, what's his name did and wear uh, army uniforms, drive an army vehicle. Yeah, just park in any police range. No big deal. You can just free range park. Yeah, in the second one, what was it? Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin? They were cops in the second one. No, if I was going to do that, I'd do the ambulance. Whoever the ambulance guy was. That, oh, was, that was a good one. Yeah. Ambulance, you can have somebody sleeping in the back you know, while you're driving if you have to really get somewhere. Right. But I think if we all just brought, you know, 15 grand and everybody just started with 15 grand and the Craigslist in Oklahoma, that could be a whole nother fun challenge, right? See what kind of vehicles people get and how far they get with them and that kind of thing. Sure. Just be sure to text me before you leave for Tulsa, and I'll have my butler go fetch that out of the vault. Not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have some sort of sponsor. Brownells will be jumping at the bit. They did look at all the money they spent on their last cannonball run. Yeah, well. 36 hours or whatever. We can do better than that. That's their little slobber fest, though. Uh, let's see. No, we're going to get our own vehicles. We don't want to r- ruin our own vehicles, so we'll, we'll do something like that. Um, maybe get a, se- a separate manufacturer uh, to sponsor each team, and that way everybody gets their own flair. There you go. Their own flavor to their vehicle. Yeah, you got to actually. You got to get the car manufacturers, like the you know the, the Ooh, Ram the and the you know and all the guys that sell all the cool trucks and stuff. Well, yeah, there's only so many electric car manufacturers, though, and so many of you guys shoot nine millimeter. I don't know how it's going to work, but we'll figure it out. We still got a couple. Yeah. Wow. Well, being that I shoot 380, does that put me in on a moped or how does that work? Or a skateboard? They make a lot of skateboards these days. Nah, man, 380 is huge. <laughs> huge. It's huge. You get to use a weed whacker motor on your skateboard. Clover on a Segway. <laughs> oh, there you go. I would so break my neck on a Segway. No, thank you. You think so? Now, see, isn't that an interesting yeah, thing? If you were on a Segway and you fired a high caliber pistol, would the Segway fall over? Or stop, or you know, yes. there's a I don't know, there, there's a video where the guy shoots an AK-47 off a Segway. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. What happened? Uh, I don't want to play it on here, just so I don't know how long it's going to take me to find it. But he just shoots it. Nothing happens really. 
Oh, so it doesn't segue. You know, the the reaction from the gun doesn't screw the the segue up at all, huh? Probably Correct. because the driver absorbs most of it. Exactly. Just like when you know it's so unrealistic when movie they show people fall over because it's like where's this equal and opposite reaction, right? Where's the shooter getting thrown back? Yeah, you know, it's not like you're hitting them with a cinder block or something. I mean, Jesus. Well, I mean, it, the, the energy that's created by that little projectile being pushed forward isn't enough to care. The segue isn't going to, it's probably going to, the segue reacts more to the shooters, you know, not being familiar with shooting while moving than, than the actual recoil of the gun. Now, if because the reason I ask is because I remember reading one thing about planes one time, and there was these planes that they had these really big cannons in, and if the plane opened up and shot full auto with the cannons, it actually slowed the plane way down. Yeah, that definitely. But they were mounted right to the frame of the to the of the plane, I guess. The the gunboat, the AC one thirties, they move sideways in the sky when they blow off their big stuff, don't they? They scoot over as they're. Yeah, flying. I remember my dad telling me about that. He used to be an aircraft electrician on AC 130s. Wow. Yeah, that, and then A 10s will their nose will jump up as they're shooting from recoil. So, yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, Wardy. Yeah. My favorite plane. What if you're riding the Segway backwards when you shoot, though? Is it less recoil? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what that would be kind of interesting. I don't know what the. Uh, what the legal consequences or whatever would be of it, but I was going to say, what if you shoot a fifty or something bigger? You know, would the segue affect it, or I don't know, like a shotgun, something like a ten gauge, right? That seems to be the most kick I think I can come up with. Maybe a Nagant. They don't. They're not pleasant to shoot always. Yeah, get your BMG and let that thing rip. And then put some kind of a mount so the segue's holding it, not the person absorbing anything in their skeleton. Skeleton. You know, let those Segway take it. And then I wonder what would happen with with that little gyroscope motor, how fast it can react or whatever. Okay, let's not forget that Dano fell off the Segway, and then we'll keep moving. So we are getting a lot of chat on the Gun Channel side. I want to say thanks to all the people joining on the Gun Channel side today. Yeah, very chatty. So um, has anyone seen that new vice where some lady reporter goes to a woman-only gun shoot in Texas. No, I'm not. Um, he thought they were actually, this is Troy, he thought they were actually going to do a good piece, but of course they screw it to left-leaning. That sucks. Was it like in Austin where that range is, that really fancy $6,000 a year membership range? No, I, no, I, I haven't seen it. I mean, there. My mistake, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, AC-130s. AC he was uh, working on KC-130s. Oh, okay. What's a KC-130? I know a KC-135. Is that just a... It's just a refueling. Oh, that's KC-135. KC-135, I think. Unless there is a 130 also. I'm not sure. I think he told me KC-130. I could be wrong. Well, there's a C-130. Yeah, the the KC-130 is, is like a four-prop uh, refueling plane. Oh, there's an actual one made out of a C-130? A KC-130, yeah, it's a refueling plane. It has four props on it. It's okay. a prop plane. It's not maybe, a, maybe for helicopters or something slower? Because the KC-135 is basically like a 747. It can't no, I, this thing goes like, like it goes fast enough to refill jets. 
No, but I'm just saying the what I'm thinking of the KC135 is like a 747. It cannot slow down to to fuel some things. It, there must be slower refuelers than it, because it's designed for you know fueling bombers and shit going fast up in the air. Anyway, I didn't think about a KC135 or a 130 being a refueler. It's got like, maybe one. All right. Well. Um, I guess with that we can we're let's see what's today wednesday oh we're supposed to do the uh hashtag thing today running kind of low on time but we'll quick we'll do the fastest gun channels or what is it hashtag daily gun show showdown ever all right 3,300 posts. I don't remember how much we had last week, so I will record it this time so we'll know. Put it here. All right, so this is awesome already. Who did this come from? Slim. Damn. Eight hours ago, I just won it. Just won it right there. Look at all that knockdown power. That was cool. So I've seen all these. I'm trying to remember. Did we do this one last week? Six days ago? I don't remember. I don't no. remember that one. Alright. Six days. Clovers. Seven days. That ago. one I remember. Okay. So it's Sand Hills. I don't know if that helps at all. Yeah. This was a week ago. I think the gal, I, I think I remember her. Well, I might have just seen her today on a, a thing. That was, so. that was last Wednesday. So, yeah, that would have been yeah. Wednesday. That was posted. And then Gunstreamer reposted it for you? Yep. Yeah, that up. one I do not remember. That one's an old picture. And we got Gary with his uh, Every Second Matters on 511. Some cryptic going on there. Um, Jelsma playing with some kind of scope. Mm. Grim, a couple of stickers. <laughs> Clover doing a uh, EDC. Every second matters EDC. Kinda. Just every second matters pick. Oh no, it is. I didn't see the gun there at first. Yeah. So what? Uh, you keep uh, this four leaf Clover on the back of your gun, and that's your CCW gun. Yeah, I guess it's sometimes it's open, Gary. Depends on how I feel. Uh, Four seventeen. Got that little tiny barrel. These are the new knives uh, stickers that are coming. I'm just making them. Got this Fox Valley Range. Little picture of my dog right there. Maggie doing his every second matters thing. What is today? The Eighth, so yeah, yeah. kind of every second matters. This is a cool thing. Uh, Dead horse came up with to <laughs> knock the bullet off of there. All right, super long, but basically, you can see that wire tie knocks his uh shell off instead of having to do a whole other motion with your arm and stuff, so it saves you a lot of time. It's a nice one. What is this, Romanian? It's Romanian with uh, cartridge on the charging handle. Side folder. Can't tell if it's accurate or not. Very nice looking though. Got a sling on it. Isn't that a light? 
Got a, uh, a muzzle nut, too. Sweet. Uh, lynch in Oklahoma, and it's getting no media attention. Right. So how do you explain this, Gun Snob? Yeah, I blame Snob. I live in Oklahoma, and I never even heard about that, so can't help you. Because yeah, it was fake news. Oh, yeah. wait. Saying that four people lynched two people, and that actually didn't get talked about? Like, that just happens? Like, hidden in the country? Apparently. <laughs> so, you like it shorter like this now? Because I kind of, I never knew you had this giant long one. I kind of like it longer, I think. Well, for shooting fast? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, Why? precision, no way. Because it's so much less weight, or what? It's less weight, and there's less barrel swing. Okay, so you're you're getting an, a perceived like uh, over travel, and you got to bring it back with this long one, where this one is just a little snappier. Yeah. All right. Now, do you think if you had one of them stocks or grips that goes around and wraps around your hand, almost like brass knuckles, so you put it on like a glove, do you think that would stop over travel and something like this? Um. Maybe, but you're still will deal with the weight thing, and most of your speed matches they're they're running the, you know, ultra lightweight barrels like the aluminum shrouds and stuff like that. Yeah, that's inertia. Yeah. What's the yeah? That's a good point. What's the deal with the uh, optic switch? Maybe. The uh, the other one I've used those before, and they've got four different reticles, so I can go with a larger. This one, a large, yeah, a larger reticle instead of like just a little five uh, MOA dot. I can go with like a circle with a dot in the middle or something that's easier to pick up on. Plus, the window for it is larger too. What is that optic, Clover? That's this the Browning. A bunch of different companies make them. That's the Browning, though. I have a little cheap sight mark that looks just about like that. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got on from Phoenix on Friday. Pretty good show. Do Hadi repost instead, lease? Uh, these are those steel, like solid. I think they're stainless, right? They just make like a stainless steel cartridge looking thing, and then you freeze them, you put them in your booze, and that way you don't water down your booze, I guess. Yep. A lot of the drinkers, they need to have their booze strong the whole time. Uh, looks like uh, Ross posted this picture of his patch getting all torn up. We talked about that the other day when we were talking about uh, patch panel options. Sometimes you put like, you know, you get yourself a really nice patch panel. It's all loop Velcro and it costs good dollars and, you know, it's cool and everything. But then you go to rearrange your patches and you figure out, you know, you're struggling to get the things off without ripping your Velcro off because uh, everybody's trying to get their patches made cheaper and cheaper. And I'm sure they're using, you know, one less thread in there makes it that much cheaper in the long run for the Chinese factories. So anyway, uh there's something to be said for not having the strongest patch panel because it'll make your patches last a little bit longer if you fiddle with them all the time. All right. Taking them off of hats and stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about. We got Russ out there. Doesn't know which way the Arizona flag goes. He got this Arizona one upside down. I don't know he's trying to prove over there. But Maybe he's in trouble. <laughs> Arizona's not in trouble. Maybe Russ is. Anyway, I do appreciate all the support. Look at all that support from uh, your website store. Really do appreciate that. This is uh, from the L.A. Police Museum. It was a free patch Friday. I went out to him. He did that Whataburger thing where I made the Whataburger patches for the trying to get to Tulsa last time, I think. Or no, I was trying to get to NRA. And then uh, one Angelina patch here. But I think, no, he probably got that one from Angelina. 
Anyway, thanks, Russ. I do appreciate that a lot. Uh, Pickle got this boot. So at first I was like, Pickles can't wear boots, but now it makes more sense. He gets them cheap because he just gets one, and he just sticks himself in the one boot, right? Exactly. Hops around. Yeah, that's smart. Practical. So Slim, everybody's talking about uh, printing guns, but he's over there printing mags. Pretty smart. He's not in printing 30 rounders, though, so, I mean, how, how smart is it? Well, he has to comply with his laws. That's true. So, I was going to ask you, you've got a pretty nice pick here. Do you really use these Ear Pro, or is it like... It oh, fit? I absolutely use those Ear Pro, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are these hard, or... No, they're like a gummy bear or something, almost. Okay. We had something similar that they gave us in the Army. I think it's like a test to see if we'd actually use them. And if you would, then they'd kick you out of the Army because you're an idiot. But it was like a piece of hard plastic. No, the, no those are very very pliable. They're kind of like consistent of gummy bear, maybe. Okay. But you can't even. Well, I, you could. But <laughs> they, you, would, you would get them back in a few days. But you could. So now, who's this Uncle Mike character using the... Yeah, no, somebody that reposted, probably because of the NSSF tags, because it is National Shooting Sports Month. So, yeah. we go. Leprechaun is rocking. So, uh, yeah. I'm guessing. I don't. I don't know because I don't. Under, I don't. I don't recognize Uncle Mike. So, that's what it's all about: is getting <laughs> doing stuff like this, and then you never know who's going to grab it and go. And I'm guessing it's somebody who listens to your show because it sounds pretty. Comfortable calling you that crazy. Probably, I, I've never seen that name in the chat, but yeah, yeah, he can have, exactly. he can have, but he can have a different name too. Exactly, totally different name on you. Uh, so let's see, you got some stuff going out. You got this Draco patch. Uh, that's the giveaways for Monday, actually. Uh, pick a patch. So one giveaway, they'll get to pick one of those three patches, and then the other will get the Sasquatch tool. You know. I've seen a lot of these tools around it and stuff, and this one's pretty clever. So it's uh, got a lot of, of those. Uh, I got Yankee. I got one on the way to Yankee, by the way. No, you figured out his address. You never even gave me one. Oh, uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. So, um, but basically, uh, I just was looking at this, and you know, a lot of times they'll have like a couple of useless wrenches and like a bottle opener. I mean, this one's That's, got actually a lot of tools on there. It is, but that really that one is to be cool more than anything because if you look at the feet where the screwdrivers are, how are you going to use those? You got the Phillips screwdriver on one side and the and the flathead on the other, but there's like the feet are in the way of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's more of a novelty, I think, to hang on a <laughs> hang on something and, and look at. I mean, if you got in a real jam, I guess it could be useful. Oh, Dano's out there <laughs> trying to explain how he fell off the Segway. Yeah. It was obviously the Segway's fault. He yeah, must have shot 45 back. while standing on it. Yeah, he wasn't drunk, and he, he was just in the canyons of Chicagoland. There's the ominous ter terrain of Chicago. I'm kidding, because it's basically flat to the middle of the... I don't know. Like, I don't think you can make fun of anyone who falls on a Segway, considering like the inventor of the Segway got like killed riding one, right? So you really can't like make fun of anyone else. But then, how many people were carrying on a Segway? 
you going? So then, uh, pretty cool. So you're giving that away on Monday, 13th? Uh, yeah, that'll be given away Monday during the Patreon. Oh, that's cool. Thing. So I got a bunch of these mags and whatnot, some kind of fat one. Quad stack. Quad stack. Quad stack. I bet those are super reliable. I was just going to say, I don't think those are going to work that well. Oh, they're Polymer Main USA. they got to be great. So Slim with one of these old um, machinist toolboxes. Kind of neat. Full of guns. Those are sweet. I want to get one from Harbor Freight. Ugh. How about... <laughs> oh, seriously, there's got to be old guys. Well, I guess a lot of old guys sell it to the apprentices and new guys. But... They're out there. Find a real one, man. A real one is legit, and it's just think about like it's like a gun, you know. Think about like an old gun and what it's might have seen through its lifespan. Think about what a machinist tool freaking chest might have seen in its lifetime. Just yeah. Anyway, they got so much character, and I see those ones at Harbor Freight, and they just look like they, you know, like uh, yeah, they do feel kind of chintzy. Uh, I was a big fan of them for a long time. I've had a bunch, and. Uh, I just like the character of a real one. Uh, let's see. Angelina, not even here. Reposting DTP's post. Oh, look at this, though. Join or die. And that's our uh, thing, too. Yeah. Oh, it won't show up, but that's our thumbnail today. Uh, Sandhills. Oh, look. Sandhills got some uh, business cards. I didn't know that. Those are stickers. Those are stickers? Yeah. Well, I don't have any, and I have a laptop that I put them on, so if you want to send me some stickers if he's listening. Yeah, me stuff. too, man. And then got a successful patch trade with center mass defense. What is this, a gun shop? Uh, They're like a training facility or something. They're on Instagram. I don't. They started following me, and they posted a picture of patches or something one day, and I was like, hey, you want to trade? Oh, okay. So we just swap patches. Well, it ain't bad. It's got a cool little uh, silhouette on there. But yeah, send me some stickers and send Gary some stickers. What the hell? <laughs> hoarding them. It's like you made a bunch of stickers and you're just hoarding them over there. Yeah. It's like Patriot voted primaries today, right? Was that yesterday? Yesterday. Well, apparently they're all over the place. We're not having ours till next week. Hmm. What is this? So this is polymer eotech-ish looking kind of thingy and it's then not, it's not polymer oh it isn't okay so it's no. aluminum okay for some it's reason like polymer but yeah it's a cheap eotech basically. why does it have a rail on the side is it on uh, that's the z series which is like the zombie series so it's a, the green reticle and then it has a rail on the side so for a laser <laughs> i thought it was for a bayonet so you uh, can whatever. Put a on it. whatever yeah for a bipod maybe <laughs> Right. So, blah, 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 Bruce is posting this thing, burning a horrifying censorship. So I posted this, did I post it on this one? Somewhere I posted, where have I seen this? Here it is. When a bunch of people turn their backs on someone, that's not censorship, that's disinterest. When the government tells you it's illegal to say something, that's censorship. Yeah. So am I wrong, or is it just a, people not liking this guy and deciding to get rid of him? Well, they had a huge, uh, has, a huge argument about that in match chat tonight. So he uh, has I'm, higher ratings than CNN. So I don't think you can say that people don't like him. 
No, it's, but if the people that own the platform don't like them, I can tell you what, the biggest, fanciest anti-gunner could come hang out on gun channels, and guess what? I'd kick them the fuck out, because I don't care about well, the First Amendment on my platform that I pay for. Right, you, exactly. No, no, I, I totally agree. And the guy on Twitter, the guy who owns Twitter, Jack or whatever, uh, he's getting a bunch of shit from the left right now because he didn't ban uh, Alex Jones. And he even posted a tweet, the owner of Twitter, or CEO of Twitter, saying that... Uh, like, oh, no, like, we're not going to censorship him. We believe in, like, a healthy debate and letting both sides speak and da-da-da. And then the left just tore him a new asshole in the comments. So that probably, like, hopefully I think that kind of, like, woke that the t- CEO of Twitter up and being like, huh, maybe I don't want to be hanging out with these lefty loonies, right? Because they just mm-hmm. tore him up just for saying, like, oh, I'm not going to ban him. He hasn't violated our rules. If he does violate our rules, then I will ban him, but... I'm not going to ban him for no reason. I don't know. He's pushed the envelope for years and years and years yeah. and years. So I don't think. I think. I think Go ahead. I, I think the um, everybody realizes that Alec Jones is kind of a hothead, and he says some things that are that are pretty crude and rude sometimes. But I, I think the biggest thing is that there are a lot of leftist pundits who are just as bad and who do not get pulled off of these platforms. And, and I don't, I 100% support the, the idea of these are private businesses. They can do what they want, but if they have codes of conduct internally and they don't even follow their own internal codes of conduct, you know, their friends can say whatever they want, but people they don't like, as soon as they put their foot in the mud, the first time they're gone. And, and I, I, I realize that's not what Jones said because he's been doing this for years. But th- that's what bothers me. What, what bothers me is there's a spirit of fair play that if you're going to have a rule, then enforce that rule equally across all ideologies. And don't, and don't uh, you know, say, well, if a conservative does it, then he's gone. But if progressive do it, we give him a pass. Well, and, and one thing I've got to look at in in, in you got to put things into perspective of the audience that's out there. You talk about the millions and millions of followers. Okay. It's great. But so does Jake and Logan Paul, right? And look at those two idiots. So just because you got a bunch of followers don't, doesn't mean that people are following you because they love your message or whatever. They could be following you strictly for infotainment, entertainment value. And at that point, and at that point, does it really matter if your opinion ain't out there? They haven't silenced necessarily a, a political opinion at that point. They've taken a moron off the air. Well, that's kind of where I was going with it. You know, I get every town for gun safety's emails, and that's not because I'm a fan of theirs, just because I want to know what they're doing. So maybe Alex Jones, same thing. Yeah, I think it's just a it's a complex issue, and a lot of people want to simplify it, and right. you just can't. But but if they if they took them off the air then you wouldn't be able to find out what they're doing. They just go underground or they go someplace else. So, you know, I'm, I'm more a philosophy kind of guy. And I believe that all ideas should be out there because the stupid, bad, dumb shit ideas will get exposed for what they are. And people will just, you know, you know, they'll, they'll bring up the good arguments and all that stuff. And they also help validate legitimacy as well. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so so I, I, I'm, I'm ambivalent. I, I know that he did things, certainly by their code of conduct, he did things that 
on the, the platforms that threw him off, he did things that they would say, get rid of that guy. But there's so many of their other progressive leftists, you know, I, I'm not going to say that, but, but, uh, people that are doing exactly the same thing that aren't being pulled off. And that's what offends me. I'm just not a fan of Alex Jones at all. So I don't, I understand where everybody comes from getting upset about him getting, you know, silenced and all that on YouTube and stuff, but it is their platform. But one thing that, you know, I'm kind of glad to see him maybe get out of the spotlight. Cause I think he makes us look like idiots sometimes too. Not our sharpest representative. Exactly. What do you mean as a conservative or as a gun owner? Both. Yeah. Conservative. I don't know. I, I don't know. Where does he come down on a lot of gun stuff? Well, I don't gun, follow him that pretty much. straightforward. Two A. I mean, that guy's two A all the way. Is he like far? Is he like far? You know, right on that issue. Being like, saying like I like guns is one thing, but at that level, it would be a for me the factor would be if they instigate pro two A stuff out of nowhere. Like if they just chime in on stuff that's been fed to them by the agenda based media. And they're not doing anything than returning the serve, right? They're, the, right. the serve's been instigated by the left, and if he does nothing, then bounce it back and forth, then he's as bad as them. But if he's bringing stuff up out of nowhere and saying, hey, here's something that you didn't know about, and it's a pro-2A effort, then even if he is weird, I'd be behind him. I don't think I've ever listened to a show. I've only seen excerpts. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, if he elevated the conversation or if he just participated in the banter. I, the only ones I've watched, he really just participated to me, but I don't watch a lot of him either. I, you know. But I definitely can see where you guys are saying, I don't want to see somebody abused for their beliefs, especially if they're conservative, but I also don't want to have to champion a weirdo that I don't know anything about him other than their controversy. <laughs> Right. right. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. say, hey, I give that much of a shit, especially when I own a platform that all you people, like I say, pay for. And hopefully you're you're in, you know, you wouldn't want me to let Bloomberg take over 90 percent of it with that, you know, 60 percent of it, 16 percent of it with an anti-gun message. Right. We own platforms. We're paying the bills. So anyway, um, yeah, it's a tough one, but I'm not going to I'm not going to say it's there. It, and, and I guess maybe I said it wrong when I said disinterest. But if again if the people that are running platforms are going to do stuff like this then rethink the platforms and i don't know why people think youtube and facebook can't fall when they all used myspace well and if and if he's truly as big as everybody wants to say he is oh this is horrible because he's so big and he has all these people well if he truly is then he'll end up with a television show somewhere something on you know the internet boxes or fire sticks or whatever that's out there, you know, run things through his website. I mean, he'll he'll find a way. That's what Beck did when Beck got run off, you know, and then, he, and then he got so weird that even that cratered for him. But, you know, there's there's options for him if he truly has the following everybody says he does. They're talking about purses over there. <laughs> So we'll move on to the next one. That was actually still in the hashtag Billy Gun Show showdown. So we're still moving up. We got some decals from Alan Anchor. If you don't know, one of the co-hosts of the show is Angelina. She's in California. And she does stickers, decals, patches, flags, 
other types of ways to get your brand, your projects out there in front of people. If you go to gun shows, she can do the, uh, the what do you call that? I'm trying to say the uh, fabric that goes over, what I'm trying to say, table runners that go over the table and hang down to hide your stuff behind the table, but then also to get your branding out there to everybody that walks by at a gun show. If you're going to do some kind of banner up in the air, she can do that. Um, she does printing. She does all of our uh, business cards and stuff. So um, she's showing off some of her work, I imagine, on the Instagram there. Holster manufacturer, maybe, or something, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Looks like some kind of a bear claw with a holster behind it. Razor pill, maybe. Uh, looks like we got some steel case, probably Russian hollow point with the sticker. So the ammo voted? That's interesting. Well, voted with the uh, ballot box instead of the cartridge box. <laughs> Got Clover doing his wanted, so this is for your Friday show. That would be, yeah, that would be for the Friday show. Correct. If anybody knows a person who's a gunsmith, uh, an appraiser, that's an interesting one. But I would love to have some appraisers on. That would be some interesting conversations, I think. It would, because not only would it be neat to hear what is goes to into being an appraiser, but can you imagine the stories they must have of the exactly, yeah, all on the uh, the oldest thing they've appraised, the coolest thing, the most expensive thing, yeah. What are those things? What's it called when you're getting rid of uh, all your stuff when you're old? Estate sale. Estate sale. Yeah, they're, they're going to see a lot of estates, and can you imagine the kind of collections that come out of estate sales? Oh, I've only seen what comes out the auction end but going into the auction is all the cool stuff you know the mm -hmm. dealers who know what's going on take usually all the good stuff you know before it ever gets to the auction so i can that would be really neat to get some appraisers on there you've already had some thing manufacturers though and an instructor so uh and gunsmith yeah hopefully that'll get reposted by others and uh, spread around so again you never know who's up and coming or just interested in pursuing a new type of media or medium to talk about their stuff and that's also cool because a couple of people you've had on you could tell we're not familiar with the the vast majority i don't think are and you know i mean we we have this perception because you know we'll go to places like nra and shot show so we have this perception that all of these people out there in the industry are keyed into tech and and everything and in reality you know the mom and pop smaller places they're just not and it's really hard to make contact with a lot of them. you i send multiple emails out a week to various you know companies or uh, businesses or whatever and very seldom do i even get a reply back so i think that a lot of them they don't even use or check their email <laughs> so it's it's an interesting dynamic for sure Then we'll go to, what is this? This is your picture, not a repost. You're just trying to help out NSSF, I guess? Uh, that was, yeah, and that was the promo for tonight's show. Oh, this is the girl you had on today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was her deal? What are all these awards? Uh, those were from Nationals. For what? Uh, a few weeks ago. Um, um, USPA, I guess, or SASP, uh, Scholastic Action Shooting Sports. Oh, is. Is that running around like three gun or something? It is. Uh, it's a speed thing. I don't think it's really running around, but it's a speed thing, kind of like still. Oh, like a bunch of plates or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. 
Midnight is going to jump out. All right. Well, thanks for jumping in and saying so much stuff. <laughs> so go ahead and feel free to jump out because that will prove that hot dogs are not a sandwich. <laughs> My, I, I have a feeling that if I say anything, it's not. It's going to be robot. I mean, can you guys understand me when I'm talking here? Light uh, up. No problem. I couldn't be clearer. Clear really? as glass. That's fine. Yep. So... I've got a well, question. That's weird. I got a question on this picture. Because when I is everybody else is everybody else is robot to me like horrible. I can barely. I mean, it's fine. I'll I'll hang in here. Then what's Wait, up? You tried dropping your bandwidth. This little guy. Yeah, I have it. I have it all the way down. Yeah. We'll move it back up. Uh, but I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change it either way. Okay. Hmm. What were you gonna ask Gary about the picture? Well, I mean, is that's what what caliber is that, Gary? This is 308. Uh, 308, I believe. Okay. What kind of weight does that put on the side? Is it is it not that bad? No, it ain't bad at all. Well, okay. it's not. Well, what happened? It's not a. Uh, it's got to be something fake, right? Because it's got the whole bullet and everything, right? Yeah, supposedly it's a real shell. But, I mean, the case is a case or whatever, but oh, that's, that's part of the cadet. I mean, part of the cryptic up there, isn't it? Is it just brass? Because it's been fired. Yeah, it's, it's just brass. It's just. Oh, brass. I thought that was projectile up there. So they just literally put it in a cutter with the same width as a brim, then. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. very cool. This is probably down to where it hits the really thick brass, huh? Right. Yeah. Here's where it starts to really get thick. And then they just probably cut it parallel. And pinch it just a hair, right? And then that way. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay, I thought it's it was a projectile. So that makes it way cooler. You could totally put a little on-off switch and an LR44 battery and a little LED light right there in that primer pocket. Right. And totally turn it into a light. Right. Cool project. All right. So now we'll go back out. You guys seen those 40 caliber, uh, the 40 caliber earbuds people make? Yeah. Or like for phones and stuff, mm -hmm. or I guess for iPods or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a set. I bought a set of nine millimeter ones for my wife for Christmas the other year. <laughs> this is a stocking stuffer. They can't go very loud. <laughs> so yeah, no, they're pretty quiet. That was the lap, <laughs> I guess. And this one was from a long time ago. Gary's just trying to. Oh no, it says three days ago. Yeah, that, that yeah, one didn't have the chicken with it. Yeah, that one's fairly recent. <laughs> this one says carnitas stuffed with poblano. So carnitas is peppers? I thought carnitas with meat. Yeah, carnita, yeah carnitas. Oh, that's yeah, carnitas, carnitas stuffed into poblano peppers. Right. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, that's gross. And then we got an ink from Alan Ink here. Oh, what's all with this going on? Maggie has a little tiny thing of it's called Huron Bailey guns. Um, so I'm guessing that's probably full size. Judging from the canoe and shit next to it. So that's a real Colt. That's like, yeah, that says Colt right there. That Colt one at SHOT Show, they said cost $30,000. Let's see if they sell Please do not touch. $55,000. So $55,000. This is Colt bought the patent from Gatling. So this is the closest thing to a Gatling gun you can get. And now Colt makes it in their factory again, from what I understand. So 
we got to shoot one of these at uh, SHOT Show a few years back. They would fill this hopper up and then basically make you crank it once. Wait. No, you'd, you'd, shoot, you'd just start cranking it until they shot. And then when you got all done, you had to turn it backwards one crank. And then they let the next guy shoot. So I don't know what the hell the backwards one crank does, but now you know something about camping. What calibers do they do them in? This was a forty-five seventy, the one we shot. Was it? I believe. Just Holy cow. That probably takes attention off the follower or something in that mag. Like that probably releases it to pull the mag out. Uncocks all the barrels. Yeah. Since it's got wheels. Is it a vehicle gun since it's got wheels? Oh, snap. (laughs) Right. Oh, what happened here? Look, you got a giant. I can't see what that says. It says 1877 for sure, but it kind of looks like it says Soul Sog and 5175 slot. So I'm guessing that's not what it says. Hmm. Anyway, so he's got some other stuff in here. Looks like the front of the building looks kind of interesting. I don't know what this is. Probably their uh, ranges where you can do this. Yeah, this is what they had at that place in Austin, too, that cost $6,000 a year to join their range. That's kind of neat. You like these places with giant ceilings, or you don't care for it? I've um, never cared about how big the ceilings are in a store. As long as, uh, long as I'm not paying their heating and cooling bill, I don't care about it. I was going to say, it's a lot of wasted space. It's, to me, it, I just I go in there and I know what it takes to air, to AC that place, and it drives me fucking nuts. So, I just yeah. don't like <laughs> Why would you not have storage or something up there instead? Yeah, build a second floor. Like, I don't need to see your rafters. They're just going to get gross, and then they're going to start dropping big wads of crap on people in a few years. <laughs> What's some places that'll like hang airplanes or do something awesome up there if they got that much room? They just got bring, a bunch. Bring of- birds in and release them. You know that'll solve solve that problem. <laughs> How about a whole bunch of taxidermy birds flying around? You know, or even just like a a bee of bees or some shit. Just leave the door open. The starlings will find their way in. But it looks like they got a lot of room. And they're starting with some mounts. What do you guys think of these skull mounts where they just take a skull cap and antlers and put it on like a piece of metal on the wall? Those are okay. They also, I think a, lot it's of times, um, a lot of times, too, they'll take them and hydro dip them. I think. Ooh, is- I don't know if I like that so much. They look pretty oh, cool. I've seen, I've seen some that are pretty neat. Well, it might look neat. I just don't know if I like it. That, that Ooh, was that's a bitch in mural. When yeah. I was a kid, that was a pretty popular way to hang them. You'd make yourself, you'd make a homemade, you know, wooden base, you know, with the with the little metal Easy. thing on it, and then you'd you'd hacksaw the horns and all out of the deer and just drill two holes in it and screw it right on there. Yeah, back in the day, it would be like a piece of wood and then some kind of piece of leather cushion looking thing was like the way to do it. I yeah, you'd cover like the bone velvet. up. You'd cover the bone up with felt or something. I remember the red felt mounts that you put yeah. there. Yeah, that felt like yeah. That, that looked weird and fake to me, but I kind of like when they just do a skull cap on that kind of metal and they just glue it on there or some shit. I don't know what they do, but it looks kind of just more, I don't know, raw. It looks kind of neat. But look at how many rifles are underneath that mural. That is not a tiny mural. That's a pretty tall ceiling. Yeah, there. I think it's big. So that's got to be neat to be in there. If only Smeggy knew how to focus his effing phone. <laughs> be like, this is cool. They do have a little bit of a second floor, so you can do some. Uh, Get a better look at the ceiling that way. So. <laughs> Asset protection. 
open for brunch Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 1. So brunch at the gun Ooh, shop. I wonder if they're hiring. I wonder if they're hiring. <laughs> Get my ass up there for a job. Where is this? Michigan. New Hudson, Michigan. Can you cook this kind of food? Big piece of butter sure. in a bowl? Hell yeah, butter bowl. That's all me. As long as it's not a deep fried Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing <laughs> exploded, didn't it? What do we got? <laughs> not so good. What do we got here? <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Walkers? Yeah. Pretty, pretty sure those are walkers. Okay. Walker Colts? Kind of neat. Mm, beans and fajitas. No. And white rice. Are we still in the new stuff already? White, white no. rice. Really? Yeah. Really? I was going to say, that, I, I really don't <laughs> think that's gun channels. Oh, is that in Oklahoma? <laughs> what? That's what I was wondering. I think that we took that picture in Oklahoma. That's... I don't know how these top posts. Because these, some Wait, of these. Would be... What's the one down there with the. Uh... With the AK. <laughs> yeah. 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 I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Living the dream. The, no, no idea the value of uh, bullets. In okay, now show the target. In free countries, that's how you celebrate. You should have fucking done it. Yeah, right. So, um, I really big this, magazine. This looks smaller than the Glock keychains, huh? It is, yeah, definitely. No, I tried 3D printing. Oh, that's 3D printing? No. Probably just thought of a G.I. Joe kid or something. Anyway, it's kind of cool. I guess you could. Uh, just some, what, 3D print it? Yeah. But it's got different colors on it and the detail. Yeah, I don't know. Paint it. Dead Horse can totally paint it. 3D printer? Yeah. Any kind of detail on a 3D printer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, mm -hmm. well, somebody needs to be making some 3D tiny guns. Yeah, get your tester's paint kit out of the closet. I'd buy some tiny guns. All right. Well, like usual, this blew our time. I think we started this 45 <laughs> minutes ago. That's insane. <laughs> oh, no, no. So, 45 minutes. So it was we'll, a lot. What's all this confetti? In like an hour and a half. Tell us confetti on this book. Anyway, we started somewhere around here. So let's see. We got Clover. What are you voting for? Uh, I want to go, I think, with the machinist toolbox up there. I think that was cool. Right on. That was Slim? Yeah. So then we got uh, Cycle? I like the uh, I like the stickers right at the beginning with the gun the gun control meme. This one? Right there. Yep. Grim? All right. I like I got to put that on the back of my car. Yeah, fuck gun control. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because it's kind of subtle. You really have to kind of look at it for a yeah. second and say, oh, what the hell's going on there? I like that if you're going to stick something on a car because the people that write fuck on their cars, I want to, like, show their kids a car with that. I mean, where do you get off writing shit? Like, nobody yeah, else has stuff like that. Kids yeah. that are innocent. I don't understand that. So this one, at least, a kid has to be a certain age before they're going to understand it and all that. Oh, well, most people probably won't even see the little guy. Like unless they have a, unless they have dogs. Now, if they've got dogs, they may get it. Well, yeah, you can even use a dog instead of the guy. <laughs> but instead of, uh, well, it doesn't matter. Even if this person doesn't get it, when it's really seen as gun control in your car, so I don't think I'd want a sticker that says gun control. Oh yeah, you got yeah, oh, yeah maybe a little too subtle. Yeah, but I still like it. 
it'd be funny on like a toolbox or something that you know or a cleaning kit or something where you're gonna see a gun people are gonna see it but you're not you know and it's got some other gun stuff around it put that on your plastic gun case you know but anyway you still picking that one yeah i like that one dead horse I'm going to have to go with that Machinist Toolbox from Slim. I really like that. I'm, Yeah, I thought that was like really, really nice. It looks like he's using it as some sort of EDC. Oh, he says right here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's his EDC chest, so he keeps his keys, his wallet, cash, his guns, his carries, like all that in that. I like that. It, yeah, it has metal corners. Like it's, uh, yeah, got his pilot glasses. I mean, that's totally Magnum PI, man. All right, so then we did uh, Gizzard. I like that tool chest also. Uh-oh. So it's at three votes for the tool chest. Is it even possible for this one to get the gun? What we got? Midnight, also known as potato uh, pancakes. <clears throat> potato pancakes, huh? Um, Potatoes. I think I kind of like... Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of like the AK hanging from the fence. That's kind of neat. It's kind of... So the repost or the original? Yeah. Adi's repo or the original? I don't know. The original, I guess. You got to go with the original, right? Okay. Not a repost. Then we got taters or hash browns, if you prefer, with your pancakes. I uh, like the machinist <laughs> toolbox. Uh-oh. That's four. I don't think it's possible for Snob to affect this one. What are you going to vote for, Snob? Well, I was going to vote for the Gatlin gun, but I guess I'll go with the toolbox. Well, you don't have to be... <laughs> Don't be a conformist, man. Vote <laughs> oh, change. I like that. Man. So, Smeggy's $55,000 Colt. That yeah. would have been my second choice, yeah. Well, the toolbox was my, my second choice. My so. second choice was uh, the Carnitas in the Poblano Peppers. Oh. Oh, um, dude, it's so good. Just to piss off G. I think uh, there isn't. Anything with puppies, so I'm going to go with the Grimm's uh, Fox Valley Range in here. That was kind of cool. In a, uh, another gun shop. There isn't... All right, so there you go. Uh, Slim Winded. Well, that was our hashtag Daily Gun Show showdown. So anybody that uses the hashtag Daily Gun Show, that's how they're showing up in here. Hashtags are ways you can tag the pictures that you take and share them on Instagram. And any ones that you want us to take a gander at, we'll uh, look at them on Wednesdays. We have 3,300 of them right now. So hopefully we'll see a bunch more next week. And it's also possible to follow hashtags on Instagram. So then anytime... Anytime someone uses that hashtag, it'll just show up in your feed. So you can follow that hashtag daily gun show and uh, see everything as it comes through from everyone. You know, watches the show. Any of you guys follow hashtags? Yeah. Hashtag the daily gun show, Lee Precision, a couple like that. Uh, gun channels, IG militia. Um, so does then that it show up in your. Um, just in my regular feed, even if it's from someone I don't normally follow, they'll use the channels, and I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Well, then I probably should follow like gun channels on the gun channels account. Yeah, yeah, because 
Yeah, because then it, it helps you find more new people that are, you know, <laughs> sharing the same platform or into the same things as you. Um, we have a gun shop. We like feature a gun shop every single day. That's why we do the show on the daily. And today it's a place called The Armory here in Tucson. And I don't have a link anymore because I guess the link is dead. So The Armory is kind of a neat store. It started when I moved to Arizona 20, 30 years ago or something now. Um, there was a little shop called West of the Pecos. And if Russ was in here, he'd, he'd know about that. And it was the, the thing that makes me like gun shops was West of the Pecos. Like every single thing about it was awesome. It was a tiny little, it was a house that turned into a gun shop and then kind of had like one addition put on it. So it was like the front yard was a drive, was turned into a parking lot. It was like on a side, like, you know, how they're like in Tucson, all the streets are grids at a mile. So it was on like a half a mile street where they're like a lot of those houses turned into uh, uh, commercial properties and stuff. So it was kind of a, you know, turned into a gun shop over the years and it accumulated stuff from literally floor to ceiling, pegboard everywhere. Back in the days pre-internet, you'd go in there and ask them about something you saw on a magazine or heard about at the gun show, and they'd be able to source it for you or have it, you know, dig around and know where it was. Uh, they'd been doing stuff for a long time, and it was just a really, really cool gun shop. Anyhow, it eventually the guy died and uh, closed down. So the gun shop was there for a while, kind of sitting vacant, and then um, I'm trying to think of his name. I'll think of it, but I'm not trying to think of it. Anyway, he came along, and he bought the, the store and started off as a gun shop and kind of revamped it completely took it from the uh you know accumulation of stuff over the years kind of a gun shop into a start with a clean vacant room like you know clean every single thing out of the room put a new floor down paint the walls put up the really fancy slat wall on the walls bring in like stainless steel and glass lighted cases and it was like a jewelry shop or like a watch shop or something cool, like maybe going into like a, a fancy cigar shop or something. And uh, he gave you free ice cream. So anytime you bought a gun, you got like an ice cream, like uh, what do they call it? like the can you know, ice cream bars and stuff that are in the little coolers, which is kind of a cool thing in Arizona. Um, just a really cool shop. And he did military law enforcement. He came right in and started doing law enforcement Glock stuff, which is kind of ballsy for a local shop. Anyway, then he started to build ARs, and he started building ARs, and that became a bigger part of the business, and then it turned into Psionics. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of the Psionics AR-15s, uh, but the armory turned into Psionics, and now it's Psionics. So uh, it's no longer a gun shop. So it was a gun shop called West of the Pecos for a long time, and uh, was one of the you know, icon gun shops in Tucson. Unfortunately, went out of business many years ago, and the armory came around for a good five years, maybe, I think. And then it transitioned into Psionics, and it's now a really successful AR-15 manufacturer. So cool story, and uh, right in the middle of town, so uh, neat kind of place. And that's one of the reasons we want to talk about gun shops, because that story is kind of you know, a similar story, I'm sure, in lots of towns out there. What is this? Oh, that's their website. Thanks. On my screen sharing? No. So, here we go. They don't have the biggest gun or website in the world. Did I build this website? Uh, I know I. that's my picture. So, I might have built this website. I don't really remember. It doesn't look like one of mine. 
but I know I I think I built his original one that's I didn't remember they making these pictures up but uh, they never really did more than this on their site they never really had a really big website it was mostly just to get people uh, the hours and the telephone number mm -hmm. all right well with that we're half an hour plus over so a long show tonight thanks everybody we've had a lot of people joining us a lot of conversations going on out there do we have anything going on after this over on gun channels and kind of late night chat tonight uh, yes yep. we do the tater tube live show check it out uh, I've built try saying I build websites yeah I've built many many hundreds of websites years so um, Gonna have a tater tube after this, which is a fun chat where we talk about guns and stuff into the evening. On the morning, depending on how everybody is and if Tony's hunting and whatnot, uh, Night Strike will sometimes have a morning show. And depending on what you're starting this show now at 11 o'clock p.m. our time, it'll run for eight hours, so it'll be on at six in the morning, depending on when Night Strike goes on. You know, we're we're hitting that 24-hour live chat type of situation here. Uh, they, no matter if Night Strike does his chat or not, Knives almost always starts up about what nine or eight o'clock Eastern, and uh, starts an eight-hour chat that anyone's invited to to, uh, to come in and chat about guns during the day. It's a nice alternative to a radio show or something, you know, fed to you. Uh, after that, we start to see the uh, evening shows, the the, the uh, scheduled stuff should start to happen. Uh, tomorrow's Thursday, so right. Tomorrow's Thursday, so we're going to have uh, C4. Sarge does his show at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Yankees show with me and Matt, I think, is tomorrow. That'll be at 10 Eastern. Uh, Clover does his good show. I call it the good show on Thursdays because it's all the nerd stuff at 11 Eastern. And then we usually start the show after that one. That sounds about right. So a bunch of new stuff showing up on the main page. Got distracted. So um, again, thanks everybody for showing up. Um, we're I've got the cards done uh, completely, finished everything today, and sent them to the printer. Uh, there's still time to edit. They'll be printing a prototype deck, and then they'll send that to me, and that'll basically make sure that the printing works and it's everything's legible. But that'll also give me a bit of a time to, you know, check for typos and omissions and errors. So anybody that's interested in helping out with that, over on Patreon, there's a link. So anybody who's a Patreon, uh, there's a link there where you can check out pictures of all the uh, cards. And then uh, there's like a form I've set up so that you can easily let me know which card you want to comment on. Uh, if you're on um, uh, the project itself, you can head over to Indiegogo. And I posted the same links as an update to the project. So hopefully people that are involved and interested in the deck will help make sure that everything's good to go. I'm also interested if I've picked like the wrong gun or a bad choice as an example for the inventor. You know, I'm doing these things not as fast as possible, but there's definitely not, you know, tons and tons of research time in here. So if I pick something inappropriately or I've omitted something, let me know. Um, and again, I appreciate everybody who wants to collaborate on these. Uh, I'm going to have some time here, like I say, while they print this deck and uh, give me some time to work on other projects, but I'll also uh, keep going with this one and uh, keep everybody up to date. All right, sorry to bother you there. 
for you there, taters. I'm sorry, I thought I was muted. My bad. <laughs> that's a good way to go. Okay, well, I'm talking too much. So that's enough of that. So anybody is following along on that project, you can go over there. I'm happy now because I've got some time, so I'll be able to work on some other projects here as well. And I guess what I was getting at is that uh, I've got this show scheduled out to the end of the month. So our next goal is to start a 15-minute show at noon. And um, I guess unrealistic to think I'll have that this week, but I guess I'll shoot for next Monday. And if I can, I'll have the uh, that format set up and going. The goal is to have the, the essence of the show each day uh, in a 15-minute uh, formatted show that'll go out at noon. And then we can talk about that show at midnight. So uh, looking forward to that all getting set up and having a bunch of secrets on the internal here. With that, I will get my stuff set up. Anybody else have a quote? Otherwise, we can default the cycle. But I wanted to I will let cycle do it. You mm -hmm. always have it. You always are welcome to throw in a thing, but we know cycle always has one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, cycle. Okay, uh, let me see. Just as the First and Fourth Amendments secure individual rights of speech and security, respectively, the Second Amendment protects an individual right to keep and bear arms. This is the view, I'm sorry, this view of the text comports with the all but unanimous understanding of the Founding Fathers. And that was actually written by an Attorney General, uh, John Ashcroft who served in the Bush administration from 2001 to 2005. Guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching GunWebsites.com. Guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day.